Shalom to all. Today's office Baba comment off Lamed Gimel, and we are starting about the tenth line with the words Tan Rabbanon. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel Mardochai Ben Rabchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. I think Mars says Tan Rabbanon. We have a Brayso. Pilem Shabbat Tvois Charnu Baal Bayis. Workers went to the house of the Baal Bayis to ask for their wages. When Nachon Shosh Baal Bayis and the Shar of the Baal Bayis gored them, when Shachon Kalvish Baal Bayis or the dog of the Baal Bayis bit them, Vameis and this fellow died. Potter, the Balbais is Potter. However, Cherem say, Rashaim Pilem Tvois Charm Balbais. The Pima allowed to go to the house of the Balbais be Tavea their Schar, and therefore the Balbais would be Chayev. So, Gemara Sechidim, what's the case? If the Balbais is usually in the city, and that means the workers can go to the city to ask for their money, what's a Cherem's reasoning that the Balbais is Chayev when they came to his house? They shouldn't have come to his house. And if he's usually in his house and he's not in the city, so my time is Tanakama. Why does the Tanakama say that the owner's Potter when his animal kills them? The only way that they could get their Schar is if they come to his house. So they're there with permission. So, Gemara says, this fellow sometimes is in the city, but sometimes he's not. So the workers came knocking on the door. And the Balbais told them, in, yes. Meaning they came knocking on the door, and from inside they heard this voice saying, yes. When a person says, yes, that means, come inside. And therefore they came inside with Rishos, and that's where the Balbais is chive when his dog or shark kills them. In When a person says yes, it means stay where you are and state your business, but don't come inside. And therefore the Pailim were not allowed to go inside the house, and that's why the Baal is potter. And Tanakh Command Hammer in Kumadukhtikmashma, we have a breast like Amanda Amar, which is a Tanakama. In yes means stay in your place and don't come in. And where do we get this from? The Tanya of Rice that says, Pile Shanikh twice Kharim Balbayas, if a worker went to be Tevez, Kharfim Balbayas, Nakashar Shabalbayas, Oyun Shah Kalboy, and the Shah of the Balbayas gored him, or the dog bit him, Potter the owner's potter. Afal Pishanikh's Bershos, even though the fellow walked in Bershos. Ask the Gemara, my putter. Why is Balbai's putter if the fellow walked in with Rishos? Allah must be the word we're talking about, the Kariya Bava, where the fellow knocked on the door, Va'amar lay in, and Balbai's told him yes, and that's what we mean, Afal Pisha meaning he had Rishos because he was told yes, but it doesn't mean he has Rishos that he's allowed to walk inside. And Rishon we learn from here, in Komadukhtech Mashma, that yes means stay where you are and don't come inside, and that's why the Balbai's is putter. So we have a ride for the Tanakama. And on to Brandon Mishnah, Shneishvarin, Tamish Chavlu Zazet, Tushvarin, that are both Tamin, that damage each other. They pay Meiser Chatzinezek. Now, what does that mean? So it means we value the damage done to both, and whichever one carried out Meiser or more damage, so his owner pays Chatzinezek. So let's say Ruben's shirt damaged 100, and Shimon's shirt damaged 150, so the difference is 50, that means that Shimon would pay 25. So then the one who damaged more pays Nezek Shalim. Let's say one of the Shvarim is a Tam, the other one is a Muad. Muad with Tam, so if the Muad ended up damaging more than the Tam did, so then its owner pays Nezek Shalim of the remainder amount, whereas Tam B'Muad, if the Tam damaged the Muad, meaning more damages were done by the Tam to the Muad, Mishal B'Meister Chatzin Nezek. Also, if two people damage each other, Mishal B'Meister Nezek Shalim, whoever ended up damaging more, he pays Nezek Shalim. Adam B'Muad, Muad Ba'adam, let's say a person damaged a Shar Muad, or a Shar Muad damaged a person, Mishal B'Meister Nezek Shalim, so then whoever damaged more has to pay Nezek Shalim. Whereas, let's say, Adam B'Tam B'Tam Ba'adam, a person damaged a Shar Tam, and the Shar Tam damaged the person, so then Adam B'Tam, if the person ended up damaging the Tam more, so Mishal B'Meister Nezek Shalim. The owner pays Meister Nezek Shalim because we know a person has to pay Nezek Shalim. Whereas Tam Ba'adam, if the short Tam carried out more damage on the person, so Mishal Meister Chatzin Nezek, the owner pays Chatzin Nezek of the remaining amount. Whereas Rekiva and Rekiva says no. Even if a short Tam damaged the person, Mishal Meister Nezek Shalim, its owner is going to pay Nezek Shalim. Now we're going to understand the machlex between the Tanakam and Rekiva in this last case. Tanar Banu, we have a bride, so the Pasuk tells us, like this Mishpat shall be done to it. And this Pasuk itself is talking about a short killing a person, but comes after a number of Psukim 
talking about a shartam damaging and a sharmua damaging. So what's this pasuk telling us? Kamishbat hazet, like this mishpat, like which mishpat? So kamishbat shar b'shar, kach mishpat shar b'adam. The pasuk trying to tell us whatever the mishpat is when a shar damages a shar, that's the same mishpat when a shar damages a person. Mashar b'shar tam sham chatzin nezik muad nezik shalim, just like when one shar damages another one. So if it's a tam, he pays chatzin nezik. If it's a muad, he pays nezik shalim. So af shar b'adam. So too when a shar damages a person, tam sham chatzin nezik muad nezik shalim. A tam pays chatzin nezik and muad pays nezik shalim, and that's the come of our mishnah. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Explains differently. What does it mean like this mishpat? We follow the Tachnoim Pasuk and not the Elyon Pasuk. The Tachnoim Pasuk is the one right before this one, which is referring to Sharmua damaging, as opposed to the Elyon, which is Tupsukim before this, which is referring to a Tam damaging. And that means when a Shar damages a person, it's always viewed like a Muad, which means its owner always has to pay Nazak Shalim. However, Kiva continues, you might think the owner has to pay Min Aliyah, meaning if the value of the damaging Shar itself is less than the damage, then the owner has to pay Min Aliyah from some other place. However, the Pasuk says, Shall be done to him. The owner only pays migufai, but not minaliyah. In other words, according to Bikiva, we have an interesting situation. When a shar tam damages a person, so the owner has to pay nezek shalim. However, that nezek shalim only comes from the guf of the shar, and if the shar itself is not worth that entire nezek shalim, so then the mazik is potter from the rest of the damages. Now, Rabban and Zelamali, how do they understand this word zeh? Meaning, why does the pasuk have to say kemishpat hazeh? What's it emphasizing? That's the patim to say that the owner of the shar is potter from arbedvarim when it damages a person. Rabbi Kiva patim arbedvarim in alei. How does Rabbi Kiva know that the owner of a shar who damages a person is potter from Arbadvarim. So Nafkalaimi Ish Kitimon Bamisai, he learns from the Pasik of Ish when a man makes a mum on his fellow. And what does he learn from here? Ish Bamisai It's only when one man damages another man, he would have to pay Arbadvarim. And that does not apply when a shar damages a person. Rabban, what would they respond? Imahi, if it was from that Pasik, Havamina, I would say, Tsar Luchudei. That only excludes a shar paying Tsar if it damages a person. I will repay Vishavis but I might say that the owner of the shar would still have to pay Repo and Sheves when his shar damages a person. Kamashman, the Chedish is that he doesn't have to pay any of these Arbadvarim when his shar damages a person. And now to another Mishnah, Shar Shavimanish and Agach Shar Shavimasayim, a shar that's worth a hundred, the gourd a shar worth two hundred, Ben and Veil Yafaklum, and the Veil itself is now dead shar, is not worth anything. Not us a shar, so then the Nezek, he just takes the live shar. And technically, we learned about this previously. We know that when a shar time damages, so Nezek is paid Migufai, and we also know that the Nezek has to take the Nevela if it's worth money. But over here, the Mishnah is saying that since the Nevela is not worth any money, and so since the shar went from being worth two hundred to zero, the Nezek is not going to take home the dead shar. Because again, it's not worth anything. And he's going to collect Chatzin Nezek from the guf of the Sharamazek. And the Sharamazek itself is only worth Chatzin Nezek. It's worth 100. So he takes the Shar home. But the Gemara analyzes Masnisa money. Who's our Mishnah like? Rabbi Kiva, Yarmashah's Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel says that the Shar is evaluated in Bezdin. And based on the value of the Shar, that's how much the Mazak has to pay the Nezek. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, hashar, the Shar has been decided, which means we just take the Shar and we give it. To the Nizek. So Gemara is Ma'akimivli. What's Ma'chlekas over here? So Rishmal says Rishmal holds Balchayvu that the Mazik is just considered Balchayv. Vezuzi who the Mazik lay, and he simply owes money to the Nizek, and therefore only has to pay him the value of the Shar. Now, if he happens not to have that money, so Rishmal agrees that he would give him the Shar. Belchatchila he gives him money. Whereas Rikiva Sar Rikiva holds Shutfein and who they're considered like partners in this, and therefore the Shar itself is going to be given over. And the Kamifli Ba'haykra they argue in the following pasuk. The pasuk tells us Umachar Sashar Chayv Chatzur is Kaspay, and they sell the Shar which is alive and split its money. So Rishmal says Rishmal holds. The Torah was telling this Pasuk to the Bezdin. The Bezdin is being told, you sell the Shar, or you evaluate how much it's worth, and its value, that money, is given to the Nezik. Whereas the Rekiva, so Rekiva holds, The Torah is saying this Pasuk to the Nezik and the Mazik, and they're considered like partners in this. And therefore, if the Shar Mazik is worth however much damage has to be paid, so the Nezik simply takes the Shar itself. The Gemara might be now, what's a practical enough community between them? Because as we said, even according to Rishmal, if the Mazik doesn't have any money, he doesn't have any cash on hand, well, he's going to give that Shar to the Nezik. So practically, where's the 
the difference? The answer is, if the Nizek was Maktish the Shar. According to Bishmal, the Nizek can't be Maktish the Shar because it's not his Shar. He's owed money, not the Shar. Whereas according to Rabbi Kiva, it is a valid Hektish because the Shar itself is considered to be the Nizek. So now we have a question. Let's say the Mazik sold the Shar. According to Rabbi Shmal, what would the Halacha be? Given that Rabbi Shmal, since Rabbi Shmal says, he's and the Mazik simply owes money to the Balchayv, so Machar, it's considered sold. I don't want perhaps Lam Gimel based on top, given the Meshabalei the Nizik, since the Shard itself is Meshabalei to the Nizik, as we said, if the Mazik doesn't have any money, so then the Shard itself will be used as payment, so Lav Kokamine. Maybe it's not within the Rishos of the Mazik to be able to sell this Shard. So Amrlev Nachman told him, in a Machar, it's not considered sold. So Rav responded, how can you say that? Vatani, we have a price that says, Machru Machar, that if he sold it, it is considered sold. So Nachman responded, no, Chazvergaveu, it means it's a valid sale, but the Nizik now could go to the Lekech, the one who bought this Shard, and collect it for his damages. So we ask, now that you're saying that he's allowed to collect it from the Lekeach, why is it considered sold? What's the point in saying it's considered sold if the Lekeach is going to have to give it up soon anyway? The answer is Luridia, for plowing, which means that when the Mazik sold the Shar, the buyer's allowed to use it for plowing. However, he has to give it up to the Nizik once the Nizik comes and collects it from him. But, here's the key, the Nizik is not allowed to say, hey, you owe me money for using it for plowing. In regards to the plowing, this Shar was 100% the Lekeach. The buyer asks, hold on one second, Shema, you know, it seems to be that we learned from here, love him, that if a person borrowed money and then he sold some of his metatalin, the bezin is going to collect those metatalin from the people whom he sold them to. But we know that that's not true. We know that only karka land is meshubit to a balchayv and not metatalin. So why is the shar meshubit to the nizek? We answer shani hasim. That case is different. The gemara so apitiki dummy. It's like he made it as an apitiki, meaning it's as if the mazik verbally designated this shard to be used as collection for the loan. And in such a case, it is reserved for loan payment. And even if it's sold, bezin will take it away. We continue asking about Rava. Rava said if a person made his evid in apitiki, again, meaning his evid is going to be used as the loan payment if he doesn't pay cash, umachar, then he sold his evid, balchev menu, the balchev can go collect the evid from the person who bought it. However, shayar apitiki, if he made his shar in apitiki, umachar, and then he sold it, and balchev menu, the balchev cannot collect the shar. So we see that even if a shar is made as an apitiki, still the balchev is not allowed to collect it. So Gemara says, no, evid my time on mishum it's like kala. The reason why the evid is allowed to be collected is because he has a kal. People are going to know about this, and therefore it's like Kayak's fault that he has an evid. But in a standard case of a shar, a shar doesn't have a Kal, but hi Nami, this one also, meaning this shard that is a mazik, it damaged somebody else. Kim the Nagach, since it damaged, it gored somebody, colors like it has a call on it to turn on Khanakarule. People call it the goring shard. Be careful, stay away from it, and therefore it's like it's made in Apotiki to pay for the damages that it did. And even if the mazik sold it, the Nizik is allowed to go to Lekach and collect it from him. And turn off the Khalifa Bamarava, Kamid Ravavo, Raf the Khalifa from Arts Yisrael, Tan from Ravavo, Machray Ain Machar. If he sold the shard, it's not considered sold. Hikdisha Muktish, but if he was Maktish, it is considered Muktish. It's Hektish. But now we analyze. Machriman, who sold the shar over here? If you want to say the mazik sold it, machri ain machor money Rabbi Kiva he. By the price is saying that it's not considered sold, so who'd that be? Rabbi Kiva to Amr Hochot Hashar, who said on the bottom of Amr Al that Hochot Hashar, the shar is considered automatically transferred to the nezek, and that's why it's not considered sold. However, Dishai Muktish, by saying that when he's Maktish, it is considered Muktish, as on Rabbi Shmuel. Then now it's going to Rabbi Shmuel, and to Amr Yishma Shar Bezin, that says the shar is evaluated in Bezdin, which means that the shar does not automatically get transferred to the nezek, and it still is considered the mazik's, and therefore when the mazik is Maktish it, it is considered Muktash. So now it seems like you're saying the Bryce is Rabbi Shmuel. Al rather Nizik, you want to say the Nizik sold it, but then when the Bryce says Machre ain't a Machre, that if he sold it, it's not considered sold, and money who's that like Rabbi Shmuel, so that's like Rabbi Shmuel, well, like Deshe Muktash, by the next part of the Bryce is saying that if he was Maktash it is considered Muktash, a son of Rabbi Kiva. Now you're going to shoot this Rabbi Kiva, who would hold the Nizik is able to be Maktash it. So again, is the Bryce Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Shmuel? So my answer is like the Mazik 
we were talking about where the mazik sold it and the mazik was makdashit. And his price was according to everybody. By saying that if he sold it, it's not considered sold. That's even according to Bishmal. Why is that? Because it's Meshubah to the Nizik. And by saying that if he was makdashit, it is considered Mokdash, that's a feel of Rabbi Kiva, even according to Rabbi Kiva. And why is that? Because Rabbi Vo said, Rabbi says, People are going to say that Hektish goes out without Pidyan. In other words, you're going to say that it's not considered valid Hektish. Well, other people who saw and heard him being Makdashid might think that it actually was Hektish. And now they're going to see this just being taken away without anyone being Paidit. And then people are going to say Hektish can leave its status of being Hektish without being redeemed. So that's what Bryson means by saying that if he was Makdashid, it's Mukdash. It's not really 100% Mukdash. It just means that some sort of Pidyan needs to be paid for it. So it looks like it was redeemed. But again, in truth, it's not really considered Hektish. I think Mark continues with the Bryson, which we're going to explain after we've mentioned the whole Bryson. Tanner Bonner, the Bryson says, Shartam Shahizek, if a Shartam damaged, if the owner of the Shar sold it before he was brought to the entire Machar is considered sold. Hikdisha, if he was Makdashit, Mukdash, it's considered Mukdash. Shchata, if he shechted it, or if he gave it away, what he did, he did, and there's no going back on it. However, if he sold it after there was already Hamad Abedin on the Shar, it's not considered sold. If he was Makdashit, it's not considered Mukdash. Shchata, if he shechted it, or if he gave it away as a gift, what he did is nothing. Next stage in the Bible, let's say other Balachavs that this fellow had came and collected the Shar for their Chav that this guy owed them, nothing to do with the Nezek. So, Bain Chavat Shaloi Hezek, Bain Hezekat Shaloi Chav, whether he owed them money before the Shar damaged, or if the Shar damaged and then he borrowed money and owed it to them, them collecting the Shar as payment for their loan is nothing and they would have to give it back. Why is that? Because the one damaged only gets paid from the Guf of the Shar, and therefore the Guf of the Shar is Meshubed to pay the Nezek and not other Balachavs. However, Mu'ad Hezek, if the Shar that damaged was a Mu'ad, so Bain Shaloi Bidim and Shaloi Bidin, whether or not the owner went to Din Taira, Machrai Machar, if he sold it, it's sold, Ikdesh Mukdash, if he was Makdashit, it's Mukdash, Shkata, if he shechted or gave it away, Masha Asa Asui, whatever he did, he did, if other Balachavs that he has came and collected it for the payment of their Chav, Bain Chavat Shalai Hezek, Bain Hezekat Shalai Chav, whether they were owed money before damaged or damaged and then they were owed money, Masha Asa Asui, whatever was done was done, Visha Amishtalm, Element Aliyah. That's because payment for this damage caused by the Shar Muad comes from an Aliyah, meaning it's not coming from the Guf of the Shar, and therefore even though the Shar is not here because it was collected by other Balachavs, the owner would still have to pay money to the Nizik, and therefore the Nizik's not going to be losing out. So now we analyze. Our Mari, I just stated in the Brisa, Machrai, Machrai. If it was sold, it's sold. And this is referring to the stage where it was a Shartam and it was sold before Hamad Abedin. Now, how does that make sense that it's considered sold? Laradia, for plowing, like we said before, that it's considered sold only in as much as the Lekach's allowed to plow with it, and he wouldn't owe the Nizik for that. But the Nizik is allowed to come and collect the Shar. And Ekdeshe Mukdash, when we said that if he was Makdashit, it's considered Mukdash. How does that make sense? Mishim Bavo. That's according to what we had just learned in Shitas Bavo. Previously, that's considered muktish in as much as that when he wants to take it away, he has to be paid it for some sort of minimal amount so people don't say that hektish is yet to blow pedyon. Now we know as the next part, shchatay if he shechted it, matano, or if he gave it away, mash also also whatever he did, he did, and the nizik loses out. So bishlem minosum matano, we understand if he gave it away, mash also also whatever he did is considered done. What does that mean, laradia, in regards to plowing? In other words, the guy who received the gift of this shar who damaged, he gets to plow with it until the nizik takes it away. But if all the mazik did was shech the shar, sorry, why does the nizik come and take its meat as payment for his damage? Why are we saying whatever was done was done? The time you have a price, the pasuk says chai. We sell the live shar only alchai. I only know from here that if the shar is still alive, so we're going to sell it. How do we know that if the shar did the damage now was shechted, that we're still going to sell it or we're going to take its meat as payment? Because the pasuk says and he sells the shar because 
either which way, meaning even if the shor was shechted, the nizik will be able to collect payment from it. So why is the mashma in the b'raisa that if the mazik shechted the shor, which did the damaging, mashma also, also, whatever he did, he did, and the nizik loses out. Why does the nizik lose out? Let him just take the shechted shor. So Rav Shizbi, Rav Shizbi answers, we're talking about depreciation after shechita, meaning if the value of the shor depreciated after shechita, let's say the shor itself was worth 100, and after it's shechted, now the meat is only worth 80. Masha also, also, means that that loss is on the nizik, and the nizik only takes this 80 worth of meat, and he's not owed another 20. Now, Amr Avhuna Brej Rishu, Avhuna Brej Rishu says, based off of this, so Samaris, this tells us, Amazik Potter, that if a person damages the shibud of his friend, he's Potter, meaning let's say Ruvain has land which is leaned to Shemin, and someone comes along and damages that, he's Potter. They go ask Peter, that's obvious. Why do we need to even say that? Of course, that's what this member is telling us. If a person shechts a shar, which is worth 100, and now it's only worth 80, and the Nizik has to take that meat, which is now worth 80, and he doesn't get reimbursed for the other 20, so obviously we learn from there, Mazik Shibu Shachavere Potter. What does Avhunabrej Rishua need to speak this out for? Where answers, no, Mazik Tim might have thought, over there, he could tell him, I didn't make you lose out on anything. Why is that? Because he could tell him, I just took wind from you. By shechting the shar, I took its neshama, which is really just wind. I took its breath out of it. Now it doesn't have breath anymore, so it's dead. So I didn't really do anything to you, says the Mazik to the Nizik after he shechted the shar. But in a regular case, maybe the person should be chayv, meaning when someone damages Ruven's property that's on lean to Shimon, maybe he should be chayv because he actually damaged the property. Kamashmal, the chiddush is that he's not chayv. Ask more. Hanami Rabba Amra. Rabba also said that. Dama Rabba. Rabba said, "Hasav If a person burns his friend's shtaris and now his friend's not able to collect a loan that's owed to him, Potter, he's Potter for burning those shtaris. So again, we see Mazik Shibul Shachaveroi is Potter. So we're just still we wouldn't know that from there because Malditema might have thought in that case that Hasam Huda Amrle Nairba Alma Kolaiminach. He could tell him I only burned a piece of paper of yours because Sachakol, even if the loan was a million dollars, he didn't burn a million dollars. He burned a piece of paper. But if someone ruined property that's lean to Shemin by digging Bar Shechinam Aris, he took an excavator and he dug massive chunks out of the land, totally ruining it. Well, Chayiv maybe should be Chayiv. Kamashmal the Chiddush is that no, Hamazik Shibuz Shachaveroi is still Potter. And why is that? The because over here in the case of Shechting the Shar Hamazik, Kaman the Chaver Bar Shechinam Aris Dami, it's as if he dug pits and different things inside it. Because the simple fact that he shechted the animals, like making a clear, recognizable damage on it that he can't undo. The comment still the Brisa says Masha Asa Asui, whatever was done was done, and therefore we learn Mazik Shibuz Shachaveroi Potter. And the Gemara continues explaining the Brisa. If other people who are owed money by the mazik came and collected this shar, whether they were owed this money before the damage happened or they were owed this money after the damage happened, whatever they did is not valid at all. Why is that? Because the nizik only gets paid from the guf of the shar, and therefore the shar itself is designated for the nizik and not for these other balachavas. So we analyze this. We understand if the damage happened before these people were owed money, the reason why they can't collect the shar for their payment is because nizak and kadmu. The damages came from first before their loan. But if they were owed money before the damage happened, so these came first, they were owed money first, so they should be allowed to collect the shar, even though this is a short time that damaged somebody else. What does it make a difference to them? They came first. We continue with this. Even if they damaged before they were owed money, still the Baal is able to come first and take his money from the shar. Because if you're going to tell me that the Baal are not allowed to take their money from the shar, even though they were owed money afterwards, does that mean that we're going to learn from here about that a Baal who's owed money later that comes and collects earlier, whatever he collected is not valid? This is a discussion in Let's say Shimon lends money to Ruvain on Sunday and Levi lends money to Ruvain on Monday. So Levi is a Baal Chayv He came later on. Is Levi allowed to collect before Shimon? Or is he not allowed to? And if he does, we're going to take that money away from him and give the money to Shimon because Shimon came before Levi. Now this is a big machlek in Ksubes. Are we saying from here that a Baal Chayv we're going to take it away from him? Somewhere it says lie. That's not so. 
Whatever he collected, he collected and it's valid. Shani Hassam in that case is different. Meaning when Ruvain's shard damaged, and then afterwards Ruvain borrowed money from his Bali Chayv, and the Bali Chayv come and collect the Shar Hamazik for their loan, still the Nizik could take it away from them. Why is that? Because the Nizik could tell them, Let's say it was by you, meaning let's say you had collected it before it did damage. Wouldn't I be coming to you to collect it? Because that shard that damaged me, me named Alamna. I would take payment from it. And therefore, the Nizik can tell these Bali Chayv, it doesn't make a difference that you collected the shard after it did damages. If you collected it before it did damages, I would be taking the shard from you because it would be your shard that damaged me. And that's because I'm collecting from the shard itself that did the damage. So I don't really care where the shard is, by you or by the Mazik. I got to collect from the shard. And that's why this case is different than the standard case of Bali Chayv. We're going to stop here for the day. We'll pick up tomorrow with more cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.